And I tell you what, I am excited about this news that AFLNT has released its 2022 participation data for the Northern Territory, uh, tipping over 39,000 at the participation mark. It's a 2% growth since 2021. Now, the number also reflects the Northern Territory continuing to have the highest rate per capita for football participation in the country. And joining me on the line to tell us a little bit more is the head of AFLNT here in the Northern Territory. Sam Gibson, good morning to you, Sam. Yeah, morning, Katie. Thanks for having me. Mate, you must be pumped with this participation data. Yeah, it's good to it's good to get um, through the, the pretty rigorous process of, um, of counting that data and, then, and see some really good results. And, and um, you know, obviously we see the hard work of a lot of people um, across the Territory you know, every day essentially um, that, that leads to these results, and um, you know it, it's really pleasing. And you know we just hope to see um, you know that sustainable growth into the future. Now, now talk me through some of the areas where we have seen the most growth, because I understand that it that it is actually when it comes to women and girls playing footy. Yeah, that's that's the biggest area of growth, particularly um, in junior and youth girls. There's the year-on-year increase there was 48, um, percent which is which is massive, and that, that's obviously the, the game is growing um, in the women and girls space nationally, but but nowhere as fast as as here in the territory. Um, junior and youth football generally, so so both boys and girls was up about uh, 35, percent. Um, which is which is pretty strong. Um, again, you know, a, a lot sort of bucking a trend, which is happening nationally, where you know a lot of sport is is sort of struggling to bounce back from COVID. So mm. that, that's a really positive thing here. Um, and, and the growth just in the NTFL is 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 also um, uh, a big sort of highlight from the from the numbers that have come through. I think it was an additional 41 teams um, uh, from from last year to this. So, you know, that's around, you know, 700 participants or so. So so big numbers here in the top end and, and then as you cascade across the Territory, particularly in, um, in women and girls and, and junior and youth. Now, Sam, have you had to create a whole under-10 girls, um, well, competition because there was such demand or are they still playing in the boys' comp? I was of the understanding that there was a whole new sort of uh, new competition created. Yeah, it has been um, separated from the boys and, and it's its own entity now and, and that sort of periodically has happened over the last few years where um, essentially we've completed the pathway now for... For young girls in the game, so that you know they, they go off to Oz kick and get the passion for the sport, and then now they've got the you know the full pathway tens through to eighteens and into into senior football, and you know we've created another division for for senior women's football in the top end this year. So that that demand is is really strong, yeah. um, and we're we're starting to see you know a lot more focus on it, a lot more. Um, you know the, the standard of football is is amazing this year, and and you know we're also going to see a lot more come in, in terms of uh, women and girls in other areas of sport as well, coaching mm. and umpiring and, and things like that. So it's, it's a great thing for our sport. It really is, and the thing that I love is that there seems to be the same pathways whether you're a little girl or a little boy. Uh, there are the same pathways for both genders in AFL. 
Yeah, look, and that's that's been, uh, I guess, a thing that's um, been focused on nationally, but um, and, and certainly here in, in the top end and, and across other parts of the territory, it's it's um, you know taken a lot of work, and it's it's easy for us to sort of say you know that, that, that we want it as the as the peak body, but in in reality, that bringing that to life comes off the back of a lot of hard work from clubs and coaches to. You know, find more volunteers. It's it's more volunteers that are needed to make sure that that happens, and you know, make sure our venues are, are um, able to um, you know facilitate that. You know, it's an area which we need a little bit more investment, a little bit more focus, and you know, make sure we've got more umpires to officiate games. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot goes into making sure that those pathways are there for, for both boys and girls. Now, what do you attribute this growth to? I know that you've said that it is something that, you know, that you're sustainably sort of seeing over the years, but what do you attribute the growth, not just in the girls and, and women's competition, but right across the board? What do you attribute it to? Oh, look, I don't think there's a silver bullet. I think the women and girls space has emerged, you know, that you're seeing the national competition, which is out to 18 all 18 clubs now has, has sort of been a bit of a, a beacon of hope for, um, for particularly junior and youth who are, you know, see that there's a sustainable pathway there. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think probably just the, the history of the territory. I mean, we're such a, a footy mad um, jurisdiction. Um, you know, we see that in, in, in local grand finals. We see it when we go to basically any remote community across the, the Northern Territory we see the, the love and passion for football. So I think that that sort of the, that becomes the backbone of, um, of these sorts of numbers. And then I think, um, you know, a lot of the pe- people that, that are on tea, we, we partner with in, in delivering the game. You know, I'm talking clubs and volunteers and different layers of government and so on and so forth. have sort of seen that the impact that football can have and, you know, a lot of the work we do, particularly in remote areas, is is around using football as a vehicle for you know non football outcomes. You know, driving attendance at school and healthier lifestyles and, and these sorts of things. And um, you know that that sort of has become um, you know real core business for us. So I think there's a range of things. Um, you know, I, I think our clubs do a great job um, in, in providing for the <coughs> the day to day. Um, you know, offering that football provides, and you know, it's, it's, it becomes a, a mixture of things which lead to these, you know, strong numbers. And you know, hopefully, we end up seeing, you know, players ending up in, mm. on AFL lists, you know, and AFLW lists um, as a result of that. That's that's just the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah, it really is. Well, it is wonderful to see, um, you know, such a high level of participation in AFL in the Northern Territory. I think, uh, you know, whether kids go on to play at an elite level or not, what sport does for them is so wonderful in so many ways. So it is, uh, it's great to see. And uh, Sam, we always appreciate your time. Good to have a chat with you this morning. No worries, Katie. Thanks for the time. Thank you.